Welcome to a Midwest podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our ideas about sports and much more. My name is Toilet. I'm Luke. And we're missing our sweet boy, our sweet prince, Sack. Yes. Um, it only took seven weeks plus episode zero, but Zach has, in fact, abandoned us forever, um, as we always knew he would. He's driving across, you know, being our, our most mid of the Midwest correspondent. He's driving around to some swing states and trying to make some things happen. He's, it, it's hard for him to keep track of whether he's supposed to chant, stop the count or <laughs> count the votes. So I think he's got like an index card in order to remind him of where he is, what he's supposed to chant where, but uh, Godspeed, Zach. Right now he's in North Carolina attempting to topple over polling stations and um, really trying to win in like some of those, uh, you know, with some of those swing demographics, like people who are able to golf at Pinehurst International Golf Club. <laughs> Is a segment on privilege. Did you, do you think that he's destroying the mailboxes themselves? Do you think he's going into the mailbox and taking them out and lighting them on fire? What do you think his... Uh... <laughs> Knowing Zach's golf game, he's probably hitting them with some golf balls. Am I right? Beep, 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 beep. Just kidding. We love you so much. We know you're Seriously, listening. seriously Zach, uh, whenever you get out of rehab, you know uh, your boys Toilet and Luke are going to be there for you. Speaking um, of which, did you see Mark Cuban tweet that picture out of Delonte West playing Frisbee golf? Yeah, I did. That was a that was very amazing. sweet moment. That was a sweet um, moment. Yeah, I know that in the past decade, we've made a lot of jokes about Delonte West. Um specifically how he fucked LeBron James's mom. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and also his legendary article about uh, Valentine's Day and how to treat a woman with respect on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's how... possible that he made sweet love to LeBron James's mom. We don't know, you know yeah. what that looks like for him, but you know, he love was is the, love. He was the first person who told me not to purchase Cristal because it tastes like straight urination. Oh, well, that's a helpful tip. Not that I was ever close to spending $400 on a bottle of champagne, but you never know in the future, I might find myself in a situation where I can do that, but I will choose a different brand. Thanks to the recommendation of noted wine enthusiast, Delonte West. You know, to me, the cheaper the champagne, the better the party anyway. So you can buy more I, bottles with less money. I found that there's like a sweet spot with it where you can go where you can hit it and it's not going to be disgusting. Like I don't mind Andre. Do you hate, are you talking about Andre right now? Yeah. That stuff gives me a stomach ache. That's gut rot. How much uh, of that do you drink though? Like, are you drinking like a half a bottle? I could drink a bottle of champagne by myself during a party. That's so many bubbles. Yeah, I know, which is why you need something that's a little bit more expensive if you're going to be drinking like that quantity of champagne. Do you remember that New Year's where I drank an entire like Costco-sized bottle of red wine? Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Do you remember that my uh, poop was green the next day? I don't think that that's related. Okay, because it was definitely the next day, and it could have had to do with the snacks. I don't know if there was like where to dip served that year. Um, 
or if that was entirely due to red wine. Any of our listeners out there, we have a lot of suburban women of the Northwest suburbs. Have any of, of course. you ever drank a lot of red wine and had weird bowel movement the next day? Please call in. Let us know. Um, call toilet with those. I, I really don't want to be the person who's fielding those calls. But Please you know, tweet at hi there Luke. Share your, share your experience details. with at hi there Luke. Uh, <laughs> Buy one of those Cola Guard things and send them to my address. Send them to the Logan Square United States Post Office and I'll pick them up there. Perfect. Um, speaking of, uh, absolutely nothing related to that. The weather's been amazing <laughs> this week, dude. Shout out to the Midwest. It's our um, First Nations summer, as we call it. Um, here in the Midwest, it it was seventy five degrees out today, and it's been absolutely gorgeous. Um, our viewers know this, but our listeners don't. I'm currently podcasting with both windows open and my shirt off, so that's a visual for everyone to enjoy. It's a beautiful moment, and I'm wearing a hoodie and jeans. Putting on your, you're still wearing office. your Jeb Bush Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a gray hoodie like the one that he's wearing in that picture. I think that would be a good that. Halloween costume. Yeah. I think everyone has that gray hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went for a little run guy um, yesterday and okay. uh, on Tuesday. Wow. Um, Election Tuesday, day workout. I had Tuesday off. Did you? I, I'm I did assuming too. That. State holiday. Oh, there you go. Did you, did, it, did you have it off for that or did you, did you have a company day off or something? We had a company day off. I had always planned to take it off anyway. Um, But yeah, I had the day off. That's great. What'd you do? How'd you maximize your time? Um, I played video games. I've been playing Far Cry 5 recently, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Went on a run. Went and bought a handle of Wild Turkey 101. Do you think if uh, 16-year-old Luke heard you describe this day off this way, he'd be proud? Because I think he would. Uh, Yeah, 16-year-old Luke would probably be pretty chill with it. Um, Luke making nine bucks an hour at the Fresh Market. Mm. Um, Shout out TFM. Total frat move. I, I drove by there yesterday, and they still haven't filled that location with anything. Are there any locations that still exist? I'm not sure if there are in Illinois. There there probably are in like the Carolinas where it's originally from, but I think both the one in Kildeer and the one in like Vernon Hills, Lincolnshire area, both closed. Wow. Rest in pieces. Rest in oh. peace to the fresh market. Live update, Nick Mullins just threw an interception. Oh no! Damn, that's a live update for all of our uh, <laughs> listeners. Three days after the podcast, did you? Uh, I'm going to release this one in a more timely fashion. Oh, okay. Did you see the uh, overturned touchdown that was uh, for the 49ers a few minutes ago? No, I did not. Oh, the guy who caught the touchdown is named River Creekcraft. Oh, yes. So they, they had the graphic up where right now where who, whoever was lined up for um, the 49ers, none of them had any touches 
as a part of the NFC championship winning team. Excellent. So like virtually every one of their skill position players is out for whatever reason. And um, River Kringcraft dropped a touchdown. Oh, they called it, but it was overturned. Damn. I, I thought that the Niners would run the ball all over the Packers, but then I saw that three of their starting five offensive linemen from last year's NFC title game also not playing today. So that probably does, that kind of spells for some disaster. Yeah. So we got a week with uh, River Kringcraft and Arlington Hambright. Oh, yes. Just two absolutely elite names. There's a, uh, it's it's really a shame that Zach is not here. Maybe you can touch on this next week, but I believe there is an H-back tight end wide, basically like a gigantic wide receiver a la DK Metcalf mm-hmm. on uh, Mississippi State, whose name is Brad Cumbest. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That is a name. Brad Cumbest? Cumbest. Spelled. C-U-M-B-E-S-T. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. Shout out to that guy. Just an incredibly large adult son. Not only is he named Brad, Brad Cumbest sounds like a parody Twitter account name. Yes, it it actually does. That might be what people are doing now, though. Just like naming their kids things that will be like great handles one day. (laughs) Like... It, it sounds like a parody words. Twitter account for like some left wing podcast host. It's like, oh yes, I'm Brad Cumbest, and he's pretending to be like a reporter for CNN or something. Arlington Hambright is uncovering all the latest news in in Big Pork. Yeah, all the covering up that they're doing. You can come in. It's it's just it's just. We have our first guest. He can't hear me. Maddie, talk to Toilet about The Bachelorette. Tell me about The Bachelorette. I don't have any updates. I'm about to watch it. Madeline. I can't hear you, so I'm just talking at you, and you're not wearing a shirt. You look great. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm alive. You're alive? That's great. That's about the most optimistic update that I could provide today. I'll take it. Um, well, you have been watching The Bachelorette. I'm actually going on a fourth date tomorrow with a girl who watches The Bachelorette. Can you give me some talking points? Oh, um, ooh, talking points on The Bachelorette? You don't need yes. to show me. <laughs> oh. You don't need to show, show her to me. <laughs> well, Claire is a total train wreck, but that's okay, just we, a Okay, we don't like opinion. Claire. No, and her and Dale are super boring. So if you're going to say anything about it, just say that it's been somewhat tedious and boring and you're looking forward to the new Bachelorette, Tasha. Yeah, I was going to say we're going from the oldest Bachelorette to the hottest Bachelorette. Oh, you think Tasha's the hottest Bachelorette? Yeah. Luke said that Tasha's the hottest. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> are they going to bring in new Bachelors to date her? Yeah, they brought, they're bringing, supposedly, from what I've read from the spoilers, was that they're bringing in four new bachelors just to okay. kind of give her a little bit, like a refresher. Okay. Zhuzh up the crowd. She doesn't pick any of them, though, so it doesn't matter. Has, um, has anyone dropped, like, a cool, like, SoundCloud yet? Have we, like, learned anything interesting about these guys? Um, I don't think any of them have SoundClouds. They're a little bit older for, like, that in- influencer um oh type because i feel like a lot of the younger guys that are on the bachelorette have been more like that influencer crowd but the ones that are on claire's season because she's older 
She's, you know, that ripe age of 38, 39. She's Is about she to really? expire. <laughs> wow. Is she I what? I didn't realize that she was, I mean, that's not even old, but like, I feel like it's usually like, like caps at like 27 or 28. It usually caps at like 25. Yeah. Like usually the bachelors are a little bit older, but the bachelorettes have never been this old. Like she's expired. Yeah. I don't know why they're trying to market her. Like they're selling expired fruit right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> Our yeah, demographic is suburban women, women of women the Northwest suburbs. The respects women the least. <laughs> No, the irony. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be. Ironic. Leave this in. I, Leave this in. No, I'm trying to be. I, I think it's ridiculous that they think that she's like she's beautiful. She looks like a fucking Barbie doll. So I think that she could get anybody she wanted. She just is a little. I don't know. I don't really know what Claire's problem is, but yeah, she's the oldest bachelorette. They've had a bunch of old bachelors before, though, and they have no problem casting like 39 year old bachelors and 22 year old women in those seasons. So. Ugh. Yeah, but women aren't going to put up with that shit. Leave that in. Let let that be the calling point so of this. That's, that's as much commentary as I have to offer. I'll be able to provide more. Tonight. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. So nice to see you. Where is Zach? He's in North Carolina um, disrupting the election. Oh, good, good. Anarchy. <laughs> Um, speaking of anarchy, are you ready for uh, my spiciest segment this week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'm watching the news and I'm hearing a lot of references to QAnon. And I'm like, this is crazy that they're giving like an actual platform to like this, you know, hate group or whatever. Mm -hmm. So my idea is a la the Q pop stands and the BTS fans, is we completely rebrand. QAnon, letter Q, A N O N, and we rebrand them as Q, C U E, and non, N A A N. Oh my! And we God. create a barbecue <laughs> no. and Indian food crossover restaurant <laughs> called Q and Non. And we, I love this, dude. We completely take away their platform, and we make it about a wholesome crossover dining experience about the Middle East. Merging no. One of the things that's been going on with QAnon is that there have been a lot of people trying to figure out how to make money off of the people, right? Because, no. <laughs> I know. Shit. The, the merchandising opportunities are absolutely insane so i love this restaurant concept i feel like the very first anti-pedophile restaurant where like we put hillary like paint a mural of hillary clinton with like devil horns and like 666 on her shirt yes and had delicious barbecue and indian food doesn't that sound like a delicious crossover too I think the issue is that there aren't a lot of Indian dishes that feature like actual Indian dishes that have meat in them. Yeah, you're gonna have to like really lean on like butter chicken and like maybe like smoke the chicken or something and like do that as kind of like a crossover. You can smoke vegetables too. Um so maybe like a, a veggie korma or something that is like smoked veggies kind of thing. Not a lot um, of pork, though, in Indian cuisine. Not a lot of pork. So, and that's kind of a not a lot of pork and no beef. 
which are pretty central to the uh, concept of barbecue. So yeah, it might be more of like the feel and like the atmosphere of like, oh, you're going to eat on like a picnic table and like there'll be barbecue sauce around. Like that's more of the crossover elements that we're really looking at here. Like a Texas style barbecue place where they get like the open cooler with Lone Star in it. Yes. And they give you, well, instead of giving you like half a loaf of white bread with your meal, they give you a bunch of naan. Yes, exactly. But it's just a conventional barbecue restaurant themed after the group that believes that there's a satanic pedophile cult going on in the deepest levels of government. (laughs) This is correct. So that was idea one. And okay. then idea two is, um, so I don't know if this happens at your place of work, um, but at in a, in a school, um, most people are like moderate to blue leaning is like kind of a general vibe of a school. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, this week, you know, everyone's talking about the election, whatever. And then people were like kind of bold and just like, oh yeah, who'd you vote for? And like, you know, with kids, we're supposed to be like, you know, like I voted. I hope you guys vote someday, but I can't really get into it because I'm not supposed to sway you one way or the other. Um, but then like adults ask me and I'm like, I feel like really uncomfortable, like kind of telling you this because, you know, you, you never really know what kind of waters you're wading into. But yeah, just uncomfortable, like people at work, like very bold, like, oh, who'd you vote for? How do you feel about what's going on right now? Like, hey, you know, we're at work, like we got to keep working together. Like, you know, we don't have to make it super political. Um, I work in an industry that is like incredibly liberal. Um probably even more so than and this is crazy like a bunch of teachers in a public sector union um so there hasn't been that much going on Hmm. but i don't really like to talk about politics at work yeah i generally do the same you know Uh, except if it's like a friend of mine who i do work with you know right exactly but generally I avoid talking about those types of things with people. But when you get a direct question asked and you're in a group of like eight, I feel like you kind of got to stand your ground and let people know how, how you feel. So I went full social list on them. <laughs> there you go. Um, cool. What do we want to talk about next? Um, well, we kind of talked about the election. Did you vote um, in person or mail-in? What was your... Uh... I voted in person like weeks ago. Okay. It was held at an elementary school in Bucktown. Okay. I also went to an elementary school, but I voted on election day. Am I a boomer because I like voting on election day? No, I think that's definitely part of the ritual and all the weirdness with how votes are being counted this year. Granted, we both live in Illinois, so it really doesn't matter. But um, I prefer to vote in person and... I voted at the Chicago super site before too. I did that in the last midterm election, which was absolutely crazy. I waited in like a three hour line. Um, but was it all, at, was it on election day or just a random? It was day? on election day. Okay. So I, after that I was like, well, I'm never voting on election day ever again because the polls in Chicago are absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, in terms of how crowded they get, but I do- understand like if you, if like, that's what gets your American juices going. I don't see why not. Did you do Sharpie or computer? The Chicago ones are a touchscreen. Oh, okay. I, if but, you had the choice, what would you pick? Um, I like the touchscreen. I done the Sharpie thing when I voted in. 
um, several years ago, I, I guess in 2014. Um, but yeah. And I, I actually think I did it too in the 2016 election. And that's when I voted in my local precinct. And that was a like sticky, like the hanging Chad type thing. Got it. Yeah, I like the um I like going in person. I like going on election day. I like chatting with the boomers and drinking horrible coffee while you're waiting in line. And I like paper and Sharpie. So I did paper Sharpie. I don't trust computers. <laughs> and that makes me feel a little bit like a boomer, but I don't care. My vote counted. Well, it didn't really count. It counted one fiftieth compared to someone who lives in Iowa, but it still counted. That's true. Um, yeah, the way it works in Chicago is that it's a little set up with like a giant monitor and uh, like Epson inkjet printer and you make all of your selections and then it prints a paper ballot with a barcode on it. And then that goes into a big box. Mm. It scans into a box. Um, they weren't serving coffee, unfortunately, which is kind yeah, of a they- shame. Yeah, they weren't this year either. But I got there at 6 a.m. and there was still a line out the door, which I thought was insane. But, um, yeah, crazy election, man. Crazy turnout. Lots of people going to the polls, the P-O-L-E-S. <laughs> Lots of people going to the South Poles. Yeah. <laughs> um, when this COVID-19 that? pandemic is over, we're going to go to the polls, a.k.a. the stripper polls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's um, up, my I... homies in Clark County, Nevada? <laughs> I just had a note here about saving American democracy. So if you had to save American democracy in three easy steps, what would you do, Luke? Um, whew, this is a loaded question. I, when you had that on there, I wasn't sure um, what direction you were going in. Um, but I do have a couple of suggestions. Okay. Um, first is redistributing electoral college votes. So keep um, or, the electoral college, but increase like the number to be more reflective of the population. Yeah, um, but every state works like Nebraska too, where oh. you have voting districts and the electors that are sent are proportional compared to the vote in any given state. Hmm. So there's no voter disenfranchisement in heavily red or heavily blue states. Okay. That makes sense. I dig that. So it's not an all or nothing kind of thing anymore. Yeah. Like if you're a Republican voter in Massachusetts, what's the point? If you're a democratic voter in Montana or Indiana, what's the point? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that would do it without necessarily abolishing the electoral college. That would just make uh, people like Sleepy Joe would have to do a lot more pit stops, do some campaigning. That's right. Um, Repealing Citizens United is something that I feel very strongly about. Um, That was like one of the craziest decisions that the Supreme Court ever made Um, and injects so much like it's to call it dark money is a little disingenuous because they just legalized dark money, but it gives uh, organizations, corporations, unions, um, basically no limit in terms of the money they can pump into elections. Um, So I feel like that needs to cease. Um, And then banning election advertising, period. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, oh, the whole money being spent on elections, like, soliciting, like, I'm once again coming to you asking for more money. Like, how is it possible to do without doing any kind of fundraising in general? Is there a solution? No. You, no. you have to pay for campaign staff. Um, okay. You have to pay for your, you don't pay for your volunteers, but these campaigns have staffs, they have surrogates in every state, um, especially during the primaries. You've got people canvassing, you got the people texting, you've got offices, you've got rent to cover, you've got like your press person that you got to pay. Like these individual campaigns operate like their own mini political parties. So, um, there, that's one aspect of it. There's a lot of money that goes into advertising, to be totally fair. Um, but as you saw in 2020, just because you give Amy McGrath $200 million to win Kentucky doesn't mean that she's going to do it. Like, there's only so much money that you can spend on an election before you're just dumping money. Or it's being grifted. <laughs> yeah, so this whole, like, Illinois tax thing, it looked like there was, like, one major donor on the no sign that was, like, $56 million. And then Pritzker himself funded, like, $52 million to pump a bunch of yes ads around the state. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of seems like a big old waste of money. Yeah. Like, what if we spend that much money on, like, I don't know, police, fire, and education, and, and hospitals? Yeah. What an idea. Socialists back in action. <laughs> yeah, that... I think the funder of no was whoever that billionaire is. He's like the richest person in Illinois. Peter Jim Oberweiss. No, not Jim Oberweiss. Uh, I think his last name is King or something. I forget. Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my plan to save American democracy. Okay. What were you thinking? Yeah. Thanks Luke. That's great. No, I was kind of singing, thinking the same lines, like something else. In terms of the electoral college, I know no one will ever go for the popular vote, but I like your idea as kind of a compromise there. Um, yeah, the spending of money on elections seems a little outrageous right now. Um, the only other thought that I had is escaping me. Oh, ranked choice voting. Oh, um, yeah, that, that's a big one. Yeah, I think is Maine doing that for their Senate race? Yeah, Maine is the only state that does it, and they do it, I believe, for both the Senate race and for the presidential election. And they do it in their wow. primaries, too. Huh, that's kind of cool. So maybe that's like a pilot program that might catch on a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, I read a tweet today, like, people are saying, like, all the things about Joe Biden. And it's like, you're literally voting for, like, a cardboard cutout of a guy in a suit. Like, he is, like, going to show up and do absolutely nothing. He's basically just going to grab the wheel and try not to crash. Like he is yeah. Nick Foles in the fourth quarter. Like he is just going to be present and nothing is really going to happen. Oh yeah. Especially if the Democrats don't succeed in flipping the Senate or even more hilariously, if it's 50, 50, um, <laughs> that's just going to be at least two years of absolute fucking gridlock. And they already got their wins in terms of the courts, which are going to like have repercussions long after this election. And uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, uh, 
of course, now Joe Biden is going to be president in a time when there's an uncontrolled pandemic and a potential economic crash. So that's going to look so great on his record and the Democrats record in the 2024 election, um, which is going to be Tucker Carlson versus, I don't know, Ed Markey. Tucker Carlson with Joe Rogan as a running mate. Carlson Rogan versus uh, AOC and Wallace Shawn. Oh, yes. And then Kanye West. And Kanye West. Oh, man. So he he took a video of himself voting. Isn't that a felony? Only in certain states. He was in Wyoming. So probably not. How? How is he in Wyoming? How is he registered to vote in Wyoming? I have no idea. Isn't Kim still on vacation? He's just hanging out in Wyoming? Yeah, he didn't go with them. He wasn't so part he's of the island in Wyoming, crew. chilling. With the children, probably. Probably not. No, I think North, Saint, and West are uh, all with Kim. Um, well, at least one candidate was not afraid to yield the election results. That's a little bit of growth for Joe and Donnie. Kanye immediately stepped up to the plate and said, all right, guys, I guess you got me this time. Look, it wasn't there when he wasn't on the ballot in literally, like, 47 states but he wrote himself in in all caps which is the only way i feel like to write in your own name oh shit i spilled barbecue sauce on myself yeah while you clean yourself up and eat some cauliflower tots for the audience i can tell a very cool voting story which i think you will remember okay yeah sure go ahead it was the sixth grade student council vote it was between me a girl i did not really like and a girl that we both like, who's in our friend group, who is a good person. Um, and we had to vote for a student council representative from our advisory. And we had to give a short one to two minute speech. I wish I had recorded what I had said. Sixth grade toilet in front of the class, explaining why I would be a good representative for the thoughts and ideas um, of other sixth graders in our class. And there was, let's see, I'm gonna do the math real quick. 14 of us. Okay, here we go. And I voted for our friend who ended up getting two votes. And then me and the girl I did not like both got six votes. So had I voted for myself, who the old Bobby Newport, I would have won the first time around. However, since we tied, we had to put all the votes back. Everyone got to vote again. I voted for myself and I ended up losing. I don't know how that math works out because maybe some you got people, three votes in the runoff. <laughs> I think I did get less votes the second time around. They're like, well, I'm definitely not voting for him. Um, and then that person became our like class president and like successful and like a lawyer or whatever. And I'm just, you know, a oh my god, no way. Yes. If it's who I'm thinking of, no, it is. It is. <laughs> So what a different trajectory I'd be on. But I wouldn't be podcasting as a toilet with you right now, so I'd be really upset about that. No, you'd be podcasting as um, congressional representative for the 4th District of Illinois toilet. With Sean Caston and Chastin Buttigieg and their dog. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, I was very, very loud. Am I very loud this time? No, last episode was certainly our loudest episode. Um, 
You're good. Is your mic sitting on the table out of frame? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had to deamplify you a couple times, but that's okay. You know what's weird? What? Um, have you ever been to a gas station and they just have a single pickle in a Ziploc bag? Yeah. Who buys that? Um, I'm gonna say I've probably done it before. You have? Is it is it in the refrigerated section? I feel like I've seen it both in the fridge section and like on a shelf. I feel like it's usually refrigerated, like on a refrigerated shelf. Like that place where they have the $2 cheese stick and the $3 uh, mortadella or salami around the provolone. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, it's like by the healthy choices, like a sandwich that was made 400 miles away four days ago. <laughs> um, yeah, an entire pickle that's probably cut in a way that it's like one tiny sliver and then the whole pickle of the rest of the pickle. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that they were sliced. Every time it looked like the biggest like deli pickle. Just a thick boy. A Just an extremely, boy. extremely thick pickle. Thick pick. Um, uh, I will get the pickle at Jimmy John's. That's usually my move. Like if I'm not getting chips because I'm feeling like I want to be a, a skinny toilet that day, I'll just get a sandwich and I'll get a pickle. Ooh, what's your go-to at Jimmy John's? Ooh, um, I like a lot of them. I think I like the 12, the 9, um, 17. No, you're going for the sandwiches that have mayonnaise on them. I'm going for the sandwiches that have mayonnaise on them. I'm getting all of the freebies, and then I'm also – getting the hot peppers on top of it. I basically want them to scoop out the inside of the bread, which I'm glad is a new revelation. I don't know if that's scooper anti-Italian to scoop out the inside of the bread, but I want like the tough exterior. I want all the goodies on the inside and I want all the freebies on top to make it feel like I'm eating a salad. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, go with the non club sandwiches. I'm more of a number four, number five guy. Um, replace the mayo on the number four with the Dijon. Always adding hot peppers. Um, always taking off the onions because they love to put a shitload of onions on those yeah, Jimmy John dude. sandwiches. Yeah. They, they put a ton of onion on it. It's awesome. And when I'm eating that at work, I, I share a garbage can with my next door neighbor and she's been like you need to go take this garbage to the kitchen immediately have they sent all of the sprouts into the moon yet are all the i don't think that they do it anymore are they just gone because people were like what the hell is this abomination yeah did they just sold it all to line like rabbit cages or whatever Mm-hmm. what is the hatred with mayonnaise why do so many people hate mayonnaise um, because I feel like on certain sandwiches, it's overused. I feel like a lot of mayonnaise tastes gross. A lot of mayonnaise does taste gross. A lot of any condiment tastes gross. Um, yeah. Um, you're also a big Dijon guy. You're probably the biggest Dijon guy I know. <laughs> yeah, I love a good Dijon. I love a nice spicy mustard. Um, grape upon rocks the even more expensive fancy dijon's rock um ham swiss dijon crusty bread simple as that that's like four keys to a great sandwich 
I want to say that you and your mom are the mustard capital of the Northwest suburbs. Whenever I went to your home or was lucky enough to live in your home, there was always ample mustard selection to go around. Yeah, and that remains the case. I think I have like three different kinds of mustard in my fridge. Wow, that's a brag. Um, and zero types of mayonnaise. No, I have mayonnaise in there. Oh, okay. Because my uh, new move, if I'm looking for some easy lunches, is to buy the rotisserie chicken, of course. Yes. When you're going to the grocery store or Costco, you got to get that rotisserie chicken. Yep. Even at Mariano's, it's like five bucks. And then just turning that whole thing into chicken salad. Yes. Well, we do di- we do disagree vehemently about what makes a good chicken salad, but I do love chicken salad. Yeah, and I love Costco's chicken salad too. That's yes. that's good shit. But oh um, even when I make chicken salad, it's probably if not a one to one, like a one point five to one of mayonnaise to mustard. Okay, so you go heavy heavy in the mustard in there. Yeah, and with pasta Here's- salad too. Yours is coming out like yellow, not really like white. Exactly. Okay. I do a little bit of like a little more um, lemon juice in mine. I would probably go like a little bit more lemon juice than most people do. Um, mm-hmm. But I also don't do fruit in chicken salad because I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I know. We uh, can disagree about that. Have you ever had the chicken salad at the Brunch Cafe? Oh, I don't know if I have. Oh, it's really good. Mm. Does it have fruit in it? Yeah, it has grapes in it. Well, then I'm out. There you go. I'm actually out. Um, it looks like everything else on here has to do with uh, sports, but you do have one non-sports topic. Do you want to save that for the end end? Sure, we can make that our final segment. Okay. Um, well, what was the most uh, sports-related topic that struck your fancy in the last six days? Um. Well, it didn't strike my fancy, but uh, I do want to talk about the incredibly stupid Bears. Oh, yeah. Quite possibly the stupidest team in the NFL right now. Are they stupid or are we stupid for believing in them? Both. Although I feel like the record probably stands against me, but I, I feel like I never believed in them. It was more just like reacting to the fact that they were five and one at some point um top of the nfc five and one yeah top of the nfc five and one they should have stopped just counting the games right then you know if today has taught me anything you know just decide where you want to like set that benchmark and stop stop the games (laughs) they can't count mitch trubisky hurt his shoulder on that one play he was in where they ran the wildcat last week I was wondering when that was insulting that you called it the Wildcat that when he was in there. Whatever. But, Where they ran like the quarterback dive. I believe it was his own read, but it was clearly designed for him to keep the ball. Uh, yeah. If they didn't put like 13 people in the box on that play, they were stupid. The Bears offensive line this weekend is going to be so bad. Yeah, Arlington Hambright is going to be starting. <laughs> I mean, that is probably an am- I mean, it's an amazing name. I mean, that I'm not really worried about him, but um yeah, I don't even know who's going to play right guard. Like a Fetty is out because Spriggs has COVID and a Fetty was in close enough contact, which is insane. Okay, the right tackle has COVID, so the right guard was in close enough contact, so the right guard also has to be out. 
but the tight end doesn't have to be out, and then the center doesn't have to be out, and the tech, and the quarterback doesn't have to be out. I don't understand that at all, but whatever. That's what they decided, I guess. I mean, you have to take a look at the offensive formations that they were running in practice that week. Maybe they had Jimmy Graham split out on the on the wide out. Yeah, Cole Kmet was playing left out by Oh my god, that guy. Right tree. <laughs> left tree henchman just standing out there hacking trees down. Uh, um, it's unbelievable. Like, okay, so rank the Bears problems. Offensive line, play calling, quarterback play. Uh yeah, in that order. No, play calling is first. Play calling is first. Okay. Oh, we we forgot the Bears are just cursed. So that's number 1. Yeah. Like, if the Bears score more than 30 points, it's just, like, what the hell happened? Like, who... I don't think they've scored more than 30 points in the last two years. <laughs> it's not what I'm we dead do. serious. Look it up. I'll, I, I'll I, cover while you look it up. I, I think the last time was the uh, Tampa Bay game, the Mitch Trubisky coming out party game, but I'll double check. Um. Yeah, I think, like, you know... Nick Foles, who has like the temperament of like a bowl of chicken salad for him to come out and be like, I don't really believe in the play calling. I feel like that kind of speaks volumes. Like if I were Matt Nagy, like you, we've like kind of like put all of our chips on this guy here. So I feel like you got to be like, all right, man, like you say you like, don't like the play calling fine. You're calling the plays this whole game. Like you do whatever you want to do. And if it goes well, you keep doing it. And if it doesn't go well, you got to try something different. Like, there are not that many games left in the year. Like the bears are not going to like make it very far doing what they're doing right now. You got to try different stuff. Like that is kind of like coaching one one like doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So to continue to roll out mediocre quarterback play and to continue to not push the ball down the field, continue to do run, run pass and just play the most impotent style of offense, not using pre-snap motion, not being multiple in formation, not rolling out and attacking the flat and making easy throws for the quarterback if you think your quarterback sucks, and just instead running the ball with your horrible offensive line. David Montgomery is basically running into a burning hospital with a squirt gun, <laughs> and he has to keep running back out to a bucket to fill up his tiny squirt gun to try and put out this fire by himself. Someone was like criticizing him like, oh, David Montgomery was slow. He literally has not been in the open field all year long. He probably just fell down because he has no idea what that feels like to not be hit before the line of scrimmage. Yeah, when you have a defensive lineman like six yards in the backfield when you're taking like the handoff, it's not going to bode well for your chances. Yes. I also think that he leads the league by far in yards after contact. I think he is, yeah, in the top three for sure. And he like makes absolutely nothing out of some, he makes something out of absolutely nothing. He makes, turns chicken shit into chicken salad. This is the chicken salad episode. I hope that's the title of the pod. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had the 2018 season pulled up and I'll go to 2019 next, but uh, week 10 of 2018, the Bears beat the Detroit football Lions 34 to 22. Um, the Buccaneers game was nearly a 50 burger. That was an aberration. 69 degrees at home. If that could they be also circled the wagon against the Buffalo Bills. Um, the defense scored like three touchdowns that game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to look at 2019, but I'm pretty sure the Bears did not score more than 30 points in any game. 
Oh, they did against that Cowboys. That game was a fluke in uh, week 14 of last year. I think uh, that was another one where the defense had multiple touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I get sucked in every week. Like, we never get killed. We just, like, have this slow, painful death every week, and it's just exhausting. They wore the loser jerseys in that Cowboys game, too, and they eventually pulled it out. So at least that's exciting. But, yeah, this week going into overtime, that was death by a thousand cuts. And the fact that the Bears were never, ever in a position to, like, do anything meaningful where, like, six minutes to go in overtime, you're thinking, like, the only good result here for the Bears is a tie. That yeah. is not a good sign for your offensive guru team. No. And, I mean, the Saints and the Bears, that game was kind of like a Spider-Man meme. I mean, in terms of, like, our offense is kind of impotent, but our defense is kind of keeping us in here. But they just have just enough level of competent quarterback play. And, like, oh, hey, Alvin Kamara's good. Like, let's just find creative ways to get him the ball. Like, mm-hmm. that's all it takes. And, like, Drew Brees is throwing the ball, like, two yards down the field. Like, he's not, like, chucking deep balls or anything. Like, they're, they're, the script is out there to, like, make it work. We've got um, – did you see that Darnell Mooney took his first check and bought a jugs machine? Yeah, I did. That is that is so cool. Like, let's just get these fellas the ball quickly. Like, let's not hold on to the ball. We can't block. Let's just get the ball out there, get in the guy's hands, and go from there. Yeah, and also for whatever reason, when the with the Bears, when the defense is on the back foot, they can't defend against that kind of offense very effectively either. Hmm. They get dinked and dunked a lot. Yeah, the like, Bears are a bend don't break for sure. Definitely bend don't break, and sometimes they'll let one squeak in. But like, at least it gives the other teams a chance to kick a fucking field goal. The uh the the Rams game of the dinking and dunking in the flats was just excruciating to watch. And I mean, I guess if that's your game plan, like we're gonna keep it close, we're not gonna let them score touchdowns. They're gonna kick field goals. Like if that actually works, it looks really smart. But when it doesn't work, you let the other team chew up the clock, and you get your cold offense even colder, just sitting over there waiting to get in the game. Oh yeah, and that's how you end up with like. Nick Foles needing to throw down field on a third and 20 because you got a holding penalty on first down and an incompletion. And yeah, that team fucking sucks. Um, but teams that fucking suck can win. Um, and Speaking to that of- end, I want to congratulate the Minnesota football Vikings oh, on their man. victory against the Green Bay Packers this past Sunday. Yeah. Those swing states were just swinging at each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Minnesota wasn't really a swing state, though. But, uh, yeah, that Vikings team looked like they were um, without a paddle going into that game. Dude, when I think it was going into the first half, Kirk Cousins had thrown five passes. (laughs) I I mean, that's game planning around your shitty quarterback play. Yeah, for sure. And And your sick running back. Because they yeah. have Dalvin Cook, but they have Dalvin Cook, and they're letting Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins' fifty-yard touchdown pass was literally just like a checkdown swing to Dalvin Cook. But I mean, that's what they do—like get playmakers the ball out in space. And I don't know, it worked. 
and the de- the Packers defense is horrible. So that was cool to see. Yeah, but their offense looked like totally dominant. Like they looked like they were capable of a fifty burger in every game, and for whatever reason, the Vikings were able to squeak it out against them. Even though the Vikings had gotten like pulverized by shitty teams in previous weeks. Yeah, this is why like in Survivor leagues and like pickums like. The division games, like no, like if you bet on division games, like you're an insane person. Like literally anything can happen. These teams know each other so well. They play each other all the time. There's always a lot of history. There's always a lot of incest too, with like guys going from team to team within the same division because they play each other and coaches are familiar with them and who gives them problems because they've watched them on film so much more. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, divisional games are, you know, always a, a, a tricky one. But that was. Divisional incest. Did you see the Buccaneers traded a guy to like the Falcons? No, who was it? I don't know. I think it was only notable because it was an interdivisional trade. I feel like that doesn't happen. Um, I did take note of Antonio Brown getting signed by the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the strong storyline coming out Tom Brady had nothing to do with Antonio Brown getting signed with the Buccaneers. Like, okay, for sure. Um,. I mean, does Tom Brady like Antonio Brown? I think he does. I think he, I think he just admires good football players. I think the, um, like the antics and whatnot. Like you know, obviously they had Randy Moss who had like you know the personality stuff going on. I don't uh, know if Randy, what? not to the extent that Antonio Brown. No, that's what I was gonna like... say. Like he was a little bit more eccentric, and Antonio Brown has like legal complications around him. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown, or Randy Moss was not like out on his driveway, like pointing a gun at his neighbors' houses and like yelling and like doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, like Antonio Brown is actually unhinged, and I know that he notably lived with Tom Brady for like two months in the preseason prior to the 2018 season. Was it 2019? I want to say it was last year, yeah, because he was on that team when they played the Dolphins, and then he was kind of non-existent after that. Oh, yeah. Um, So maybe. I don't know. I don't think he's living with Tom and Giselle in their Tampa Bay manner, but um, we'll see, I guess. Maybe like Delonte West, he just needs a mentor. He just needs some help. But, yeah, we don't approve of your actions. But if you're willing to turn around, Antonio, we're here for you. We, by the way, I think we're about a week away now from being on Josh Gordon watch. Mm. I feel like Josh Gordon is due for like a reappearance on. It's about that time team. of year, a little brisk in the air. You know, Josh Gordon's lurking out there, finishing some kind of assignment. I mean, weed is in. legal now in the United States. Like, let's put Josh Gordon on a team. <laughs> he looked really slow playing on those. Um, Seahawks teams, but he somehow was open and made some plays. He looked like if you just took like a dad and like threw him in a Seahawks uniform and like put him out there, <laughs> and, like he was like clumping around, but somehow it worked. But they have DK Metcalf now, so they don't need him. Jason Witten had like a 15 year career doing that, so clumping around is underrated. Clumping around. Speaking of clumping around, um, Harden to the Sixers. Just kidding. <laughs> Oh, I, I saw a little bit of noise about that on Twitter. What's the uh, trade? I have no idea. Oh, well, Darren Morey's running the Sixers now, so he just wants his boy back? I, I mean, I guess. 
Um, I guess the trade is actually Ben Simmons for uh, James Harden. Straight up. Straight up. Hey, try it. I mean, if you're the Sixers, who says no? If you're the... I guess probably the Rockets. Um, the Rockets would probably say no to that. <laughs> um, I don't Yeah, Do Russ... you think the Rockets organization, till person for Tita, after losing his GM, is going to be like, yeah, we're going to take our MVP caliber player who's going to put asses in seats until he retires, even if he is a playoff choke artist, and trade him to the Sixers for a point guard that can't have a, shoot a jump shot. Yes, because they literally have an MVP caliber player who is terrible but put asses in seats because he's a playoff choke artist, and it's Russell Westbrook. Oh, yes, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> oh, my God. What a shambolic franchise. Ooh, Russell Westbrook with um, Ben Simmons. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Any, any combination of those. I don't know. Basketball trades are stupid. The Bulls are going to be so bad this year. They're going to be so bad. Are they? I feel like they're going to be better coached. That's what we say every year. And we Billy Donovan are. has been to the playoffs. He's not some Fred Hoiberg or Jim Boylan chucklefuck. Like, this is a guy who has actual coaching experience. But honestly, I'd rather the Bulls be terrible or be in, like, the top four seeds than for us to be five through eight. Because five through eight is, like – Orlando Magic territory, and that's not where I want to be. Miami Heat. Were they the four seed or five seed? I thought they were the six seed, no? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the Bulls, the Bulls could draft LaMelo Ball, which might be the best player in this draft. And Then we'll have Zach Levine and LaMelo Ball. You got to do that 10 times out of 10. <laughs> got to do that 10 times out of 10. You got Laurie, who's, I think, probably now on his, like, eighth child before the age of 22. Does he have any kids? Yeah, Laurie fucks. His first kid was born before he was, like, 19. Wow. That's cool. I heard his favorite food is moose testicles. (laughs) That's not, like, the most surprising thing in the world. I maybe made that up. What's his uh, nickname on basketballreference.com? Zach, can you look that up for us? I can't do a Zach impression. <laughs> Little dog. <laughs> what a generous impersonation of Zach. Um, shit, what is his nickname? I'm so brain broken right now. I can't like pull fun yeah, facts like mine, that. Mine's turned off too. Um, speaking of of brain broken, do you want um, to help me tear down college football? Yeah, I'm game. Okay, I'm always game for a shakeup. So here I am. There I was. Toilet watching Monday Night Football. Buccaneers Giants. Just an actual toilet being flushed over and over again, but the poop won't go down of a football mm-hmm. game. Um, you've got Devin White, linebacker, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Buccaneers. Went to school at LSU, Louisiana State University. Ever heard okay. of it? Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. You've go got Tigers. Go Tigers. You got running back Leonard. A.K.A. Fournette. Lenny Fournette went to school at LSU. LSU. So these guys are playing in the game, and you know, guy gets tackled, guy makes a tackle, and the sleeve starts to roll up a little bit. Maybe gets on, on top of the shoulder pad itself, 
and it yep. uncovers the padding underneath. Okay. Both of these gentlemen are wearing purple and gold trimmed shoulder pads. Ooh. My question to you is, do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the proud red ruby and pewter bronze <laughs> team? Brown <would> thing? <laughs> yellow sometimes? Do you th- creamsicle? On oh, occasion? I wish. That would be nice. Are you drinking wine? Mm-hmm. Cool. Cab Sav, Cab Blanc. This is Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio, cool. Um, uh, so my question to you is, is this an impermissible benefit a la Odell Beckham Jr. handing out $100 bills? Do these guys steal or were they gifted these shoulder pads from the university? And when can we lock them up in jail? I'm not going to lie. I'm not following here because I think it's just a couple of LSU alums wearing team colors. Like Michael, was Michael Jordan in bed with North Carolina basketball when he wore those shorts under his bull shorts every game? So shorts, like a jersey, I feel like you are like given the jersey, like you own the jersey, right? You don't like give the jersey back afterward. Like padding, I feel like the team owns the pads. You own the jersey. Does that make sense? In the NFL, do do players not buy their own pads? I I would assume it works like, oh, here's a big old pile of knee pads. Take whatever you want. Here's a pile of girdles. Here's all of our helmets. Here's shoulder pads. You wear whatever you want, but you like give it all back at the end of the year. I don't think so. You think they just keep it all? Yeah, I do, because all that stuff at the NFL level is highly customized to those players. Hmm. Like, there are a bunch of different styles and brands of helmets floating around that they're not going to reuse next year. Like, how? Like I, I imagine these guys, like, they wear the helmet in the game, and then these helmets get, like, they get sent back somewhere, and they get, like, polished up, and, like, they fix the paint or whatever. Yeah, but it's their helmet. Game. It's their helmet. Yeah, but they've got multiple their helmets. No, actually in the NFL, they don't. They're extremely restrictive about the number of helmets you can have. Wow. Which is why uh, teams can't do alternate helmet colors. Because I think you can only have one helmet. Interesting. Well, that's not true because sometimes they have different helmets. Like Chicago. Well, maybe the helmet's the same, but they rip the old decal off and they do the old decal. Yeah, but like Chicago doesn't have like an alternate green helmet or something like Oregon does where they have like six different helmets. One's white, one's black, one's green, one's yellow, etc. It's always like one blue helmet. Well, my my idea was to get the blood pumping in terms of these guys are either stealing from the university or the university is giving them things that they're not supposed to have so um yeah let's take these college athletes who are putting their lives in the line to entertain us and make millions of dollars for the university and take away the 150 dollars pair of shoulder pads they were gifted <laughs> like the only stuff that they're allowed to get for free like jordans or whatever um we're taking Markinen's nickname is the finisher oh, duh yeah because he finishes yeah he only has one kid but he was born several years ago so I lied about that. I had no idea that was a thing. And we talked about Jason Tatum kid. Jason Tatum's kid is on every single commercial break when the Celtics play. I had no idea Lori even had a child. 
Well, that would imply that the Bulls are playing meaningful national TV games, which they certainly are not. They certainly are not. So maybe we'll get to see him this year. What's this kid's name? Um, it's going to require another search. Yeah, it's going to require another search. I think it might be like Eero or Pekka or something. Okay. I've got two stupid football ideas while you look it up. His son is Pekka. Oh, wait, no, his dad is named Pekka. Oh, okay. How do you spell it? P-E-K-K-A, like Pekarini. Hmm. Shout out. Blackhawks. Uh, who was the goalie I kind of looked like? Antti Niemi? Antti Niemi. Nice. It's a little visual for our, for our watchers and viewers. Yes. Our pseudonym uh, host might look like Antti Niemi. If he had who, who could it be? And if I didn't look like a toilet. If he didn't Super... look like a toilet. And if you're paying attention to last week, he might live somewhere within view of Illinois Route 14. <laughs> That's too general. It's too general. Um, all right, two stupid ideas. Tell me which one you hate more. First one is QB sneak. You've got like everyone, you got like double tight ends, double wings quarterback running back you fake like a quarterback sneak but the center actually snaps it back to the running back but the quarterback like falls forward and makes it look like they're trying to get like the one yard and the running back just like runs out naked on the sideline i love it okay second idea is Wait, wait hold on that's a great way to get yourself fired as a coach because i feel like this is something that matt nagy would do um but uh, Cordell Patterson, because of course it's going to be Cordell Patterson yes. running the ball in this play. Gets yes. absolutely the situation has to be like the fourth and inches, or like third and inches, or something, yeah. or maybe like a goal line look. And the way that this works for the Bears is that they like try this stunt with the quarterback, and they do the thing where they rush to the line, and Nick's looking like he's going to make the dive, and they direct snap to Daryl. And he just gets blown up by a linebacker six yards in the backfield. One one edit. We'll we'll put Khalil Mack in there and we'll send him in motion. Oh, <laughs> even better. So we make Khalil Mack run 15 yards before the snap in which he's Perfect. getting the ball. Perfect play. Matt Nagy, you can have that one for free. That's being you, baby. Um, um, all right. Idea number two is not having a punt returner. So... I saw a team do this. I think it was in the Monday night game. They just like, they covered the two gunners on the outside. So they couldn't like try any funny business, but they just rushed everyone else because really like the punt returner, like most of the time you're just like hoping the guy doesn't like fumble or like, you're just hoping he catches the ball. You're hoping he doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. Like why not just like put that guy, bring that guy up on the line of scrimmage and have him rush and try and get a block. Yeah, I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, and it sparked another idea in my head. But I think the issue is that if you have a, a punter who's on fire like Johnny Hecker was against the Bears um, last Monday night, um, that could potentially create some issues in terms of field position. But with the new punt rules, I'm sure there's some statistics behind it, but I feel like returners are gaining meaningful yardage on punt returns one out of 10 times. Yeah. They're like literally just there to fair catch and down the ball yes. and hope that it bounces it or like to make sure that like 50% of the time it doesn't bounce in the wrong direction. 
Yeah, so I guess maybe you only do this if, like, the team is backed up inside their own 30. Like, if you don't actually think you have a chance, they, like, they can't cough and corner you and pin it inside your own 10. Like, if you if you are just trying to, like, get a straight block, get a momentum play, get a touchdown, whatever, like, that would be, I think, the time to pull that out. Yeah. All Absolutely. Right, well, we agree. Um, why don't blockers on the outside edge blocking the gunners – really try to push them out of bounds um i think i think they're just like afraid that if they miss they're gonna look really stupid um but yeah like the running out out of bounds thing oh my god Devonte adams oh my god oh my god stay in bounds i'm not watching what's going on why are you cheering for Devonte adams he's on my fantasy team <laughs> oh, no one cares anyway, yeah, boo, boo um he just caught like a straight up up and go route and he's running along the sideline just like step in bounds man like keep running in bounds this game's already over anyway so at this point i might as well just root for my fantasy team oh you stepped out of bounds you idiot oh i'm time traveling i think i'm ahead of you oh okay yeah it's 21 3 on the 30 yard line yeah wow okay um, sorry. We got one more segment on here. Decide where I go on vacation. Where are you going, Luke? So I have a lot of PTO racked up this year. Parent-teacher a... organization? Yeah, parent-teacher organization. Got it. Um, I have a very generous vacation time as a part of my uh, contract. Yeah. Um, you have a really stressful job making money for bat, bat cats downtown. Mm-hmm. Exactly in my job as empty suit corporate stooge real patrick bateman style i sit around and uh discuss business cards with my other uh vice president friends um no but i get a lot of paid time off and i even under normal circumstances i've never been able to use it all and this year i have a shitload and i'm feeling like i i just need to go somewhere at some point over the next two months or so okay um so it's probably going to be like after Thanksgiving or something. Okay. And I need help on deciding where I want to go. Okay. If I were you, I'm getting Airbnb in the UP. I'm going out there with like a cooler full of ribeye steaks and no internet access and maybe like a couple books. And I'm just going to like unplug from 2020 and go back to like 1820 for like a week. Ooh, that is tempting. UP in December sounds cold. Yeah, you're gonna like sit in a cabin and like look outside and like. I, I'm gonna do the bony bear thing. Yeah, you're gonna but do the bring my bear. girlfriend along. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, that's idea number one. Aaron Rodgers looks insane without his beard now. I hadn't oh, realized. Toes. Ew. Is he doing no shave November? Is that the whole thing? No, I believe he had a beard for a while. And he doesn't have his mustache. It, I, I feel like he's had a beard and he shaved it. He looks weird. Devontae Adams is so good. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that's idea one. Idea two is you got to go south. You would go all the way to Carbondale. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you'd probably go a little farther south. Maybe you go to... Lowell. Oh. You go to Gatlinburg. Tennessee. 
Yeah, just kind of chill in the mountains for a Get little bit. Get one of those cabins along with like the frats that are renting them out at that time. Yes, you bring an entire pony keg and you don't leave until it's finished. Damn, that's like a long weekend. I feel like I need more than a pony keg. <laughs> um, pony keg of whiskey. You were, oh my God. <laughs> uh, at our uh, St. Patrick's Day party, I think, uh, how many of us were there at that? Eight? Yeah, maybe eight. eight. We were able to polish off that keg pretty quickly. Yeah. With eight people. That was there the last uh, semblance of uh, partying as we knew it. And I think a lot of people opted out because they saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Not you, um, though. You were a champion. You got drunk and passed out at like 630. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That happens it was a long sometimes. morning. It was a long morning. I had a good time. Good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Where do you want to go on vacation? Um, I like the cabin idea, like maybe that or Door County or something. Yes, Doco would be uh, cool. Um, I, I, the issue is that probably not a lot's going to be open up there except for the Piggly Wiggly, which is fine. That's really all I need. Yeah. Um, I went on a bachelor party in Door County once and had a lot of fun. Seems like a weird pick for a bachelor party. <clears throat> we literally just rented a house and like partied there. It was like Zach's bachelor party, except it wasn't at someone we knew's house. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It just seems like more of like a family destination. Um, I would say it's more like a elderly retired couple's destination, but in effect, it was just like hanging out in the woods, rented a boat for the day. It's pretty rad. Sounds very Midwest. What a perfect way to end the pod unless you got anything else. No, man. I'm out of ideas for this week. I don't have a lot. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I just want to grill, man. <laughs> Enough yeah, of this politics. I just want to go out back and grill. I just want to work on my barbecue skills and maybe whip up some naan. Uh, I want to found a restaurant I, I need a lot more tea and a lot more energy to be in like the founding a restaurant headspace but i really like q and non q and non you know let's start small we'll just you know revive a bennigan's real quick get our you know our feet wet in the industry and then we'll be ready to just kind of gradually turn it into q and non yeah i i've been like getting that itch you know working a cushy corporate desk job um, that, you know, sometimes I have to work late and sometimes I have to put in long hours, but it's generally afforded me a good work-life balance. Like, hey, what if I blew that all up, became a small business owner and worked in an industry that virtually exclusively works uh, nights and weekends and have to deal with like the problems of a bunch of cocaine addicted 22 year olds in the wait staff trying to change shifts <laughs> sounds terrible except this is like fast casual so maybe not quite as many cocaine addicted 22 yeah, year more, olds more suburban women of the northwest suburbs yes at q and non all of our employees are suburban women you know it and they're all award-winning listeners and uh, we need to come up with uh 
group uh, uh, demogra- a demonym, I think it's what it's called, okay. like Connecticut Tear, um, for the listeners of the Midworst podcast. Yeah, so, step one. So our moms. Step one, come up with a term in, of endearment for our listeners. Step two, acquire listeners. We're getting international listeners, man. I don't know what to tell you. We're getting listeners in Belgium. We're getting Shout listeners, out. listeners in Israel. Shalom. Um, so that's not so much mid-worst as it is uh, mid-weast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe we can combine um, our, our strong standing in the Midwestern United States with the Middle East to really develop a strong Jordanian and Syrian presence. I think that sounds like an awesome idea. And uh, um, Delonte West, our first listener. Yes. Oh, happy birthday, Kyle Fuller. It was his birthday yesterday. How old did he turn? Um, I don't know. Happy birthday, Kyle Fuller. Old enough to know better, too young to care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like a Kyle, I decided. I think that's why. If his name was like Gunner or like Batman or like... <laughs> Chalupa. Yeah, Chalupa. Maybe I could get more behind him, but he doesn't look like a Kyle. Um, doesn't he come from, and I might just be manifesting this because th- there's another player named uh, Kendall Fuller, but all he has like a couple brothers and they all have a K name, right? Yeah, Kendall, Kyle. Uh, one's like a DB. Uh, well, I guess Kendall's a DB. I think there's a wide receiver one too. That's crazy, man. Imagine like you and your it's like the watts like you and your brothers just playing in the nfl and you're all in the nfl imagine having a brother uh wouldn't be me okay uh that's a good reason as any um definitely uh let your dog in even though it's a beautiful night you should really appreciate the outdoor time yeah while we still have it for sure and uh until next week i'll uh, talk to you later i love you i love your mothers love you